Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Statewide Sports Talk Show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris Studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hello, Montana. If you compiled all the free agents in the NFL, how good a team could you make? And how about Danny Sprinkle, head coach of the Montana State Bobcats? It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Outstanding to be with you on this Friday afternoon. Hope you are having a fantastic day. Whatever you're up to out there, cruising around western Montana, nice and sunny, hot and sunny. That's one man's opinion. It's fine. Hope, you're, hope you are well. Thanks for being with us on your radios or perhaps, as the case may be, on the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com. You go there, you listen live on the stream anytime you would like to. The stream is always on here uh, on ESPN Radio in Missoula and, of course, the show from 4 to 6 Mountain every single day. Uh, so you can go check that out. The stream available thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. You want to pick up your phone and call, you can do that, 361 3688 Three six one three six eight eight. The phone number. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Let's take a look at what we have in the show today. Coulter went through and put together an all free agent team in the NFL, and I must say, it's pretty good. I mean, it's surprising. You know, everybody knows about the quarterbacks and stuff, and Cam Newton, and maybe uh, 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 Jadavion Clowney, and so on. But there are twenty-two guys, offense and defense. And if you put that roster on the field, you would have a competitive professional football team. So we will get in uh, to that a little bit. Also, Philip Rivers making plans for when he retires already. Is that a sign of something to come or maybe that he should just go the way of the Buffalo already, as it were? So we'll get into uh, some of that as well. Of course, it's a Friday. So our dear friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, is here. Top of the hour. Danny Sprinkle uh, did a Zoom conference call. The Montana State 
men's basketball head coach uh, here. Uh, I guess it was yesterday or day before that he actually did the call, but we have some sound for you from that one thing on transfers and another on, of course, the GOAT, because that is the topic of conversation uh, going around. And is it possible, possible that the Milwaukee Bucks could trade Giannis? No, say it ain't so. Okay, so there you go. That is our show today. Uh, as we like to do every Friday around here, we start things off, though, the right way. We take ourselves a Florence Coffee Company coffee break. I have switched things up today. Coulter, it's 100 degrees out there. I'm sweltering. It's just horrendous. I got a smoothie, man. I got myself a Huckleberry smoothie, and it guys. was fantastic over there, the, the Huckleberry smoothie. You got the standard iced coffee with a little cream in it. You know what? And Tommy is uh, busy emptying his Americano down his gullet as we speak. So there you go. Uh, it's a Friday, boys and girls. It's warm. If you need something cold, they got it. If you're tired, you need energy, they got it. You need something to calm you down, maybe some nice teas, they got you covered. The Florence Coffee Company every Friday, no matter where you are, cruising around Western Montana, you're by a kiosk now, almost certainly. Pull in, get yourself some coffee from the Florence Coffee Company company or thanks to them uh for that Coulter, how you doing man it's friday mother's day this weekend indeed you, you, you're gonna be seeing your mom this weekend i will as well yeah and then uh i have uh you know a wife who also is a mother so right. i'm in that scenario it's kind of a two pressure deal uh it is a little bit of high pressure as i was telling you here's the thing like you just got to be very cognizant of what you're getting gift-wise if you are married to a mom and also going to be with your own mom because there can't be a gross imbalance on the gift-giving <laughs> one way or the other. You know what I mean? Like if you if you really hit it for one, you kind of you got to get out there and hit it for the other. Or if you don't, you know, if there's just it's like, hey, here's a card. Nice to see you for one. You know, you can't... Uh, it, it just, you don't want to start any like, well, well, what's going on here? And by the way, bless them, my wife and mother are the least of like the the thing. It would just be if maybe it's just in my own head. I think it's just in your own head. I just think that Are you a good or bad gift giver? Um, just, I, I think I'm probably not as bad as I think I am, but I'm still <laughs> bad. You know, like I, I've, I've, I can get out there and find something, you know, that's good. But, you know, Coulter, I'm not that creative, all right? Like, we know this. Like, creative in the traditional sense of creative. I, it, I, I sit there and I go, well, you know, what would I want? I don't know. A gift card. That's what I want. Or you just know? cash. Cash. If somebody gave me cash, you know what they'd get from me? A big hug. A big bear hug. You know? I don't, you know. And I understand. Like, here's the thing, man. You get into these relationships and then the giving of the present is just it's almost like a test how much have you been listening to me for the last six months like that you're you're on you know you're it's where are we at and you know have have i been paying attention have i been logging these little hints and subtleties that have been dropped along the line and the answer is no i mean till the day i die the answer will be no if you want something from me say this is what i want my mom for our entire lives as as kids went around christmas lists Right? What do you want? Write it down. Give it to me. My wife, when we got married, horrified at the idea of like saying, "Yeah, go buy this thing for me and give it to me as a present." Like she felt very like kind of like awkward about this. I feel awkward about not knowing what in the heck to get you. What do you you want? Another fleece jumpsuit from me? Huh? Merry Christmas. Here you go. You're not happy? Well, you didn't give me a list. <laughs> 
If you wanted silverware, write it on the sheet. Every time you, yeah, every time you hear a good idea for your wife, you gotta just make a note. What did I tell you the other day? I said, I said I had, brain. I had such a great gift for and Tina, you and I can't remember. <laughs> oh my gosh! It'll come to me. It's classic. It'll come to me. I hope the store's open where I was supposed to get whatever it was that I had in mind, and then escape me. Anyway, um, to all the mothers out there. Uh, Bless you. We love you very much. To all of the uh, fellas out there that are buying presents for moms, my best. We're all in this together, okay? Tread lightly. Uh, Coulter, shall we do some sports here today? Yeah, we 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 have technol technological difficulties here at the station, right? So I'm, no, I'm I'm good. You, you I'm, got I'm it. rolling. Oh yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Okay. We're good. Uh, here's the question. Not even the question, but just the compilation that you came up with because a number of free agents. I can't As take full credit for this either, by the way. This is Field Yates from the NFL Boy, Network Field. was tweeting about all the various uh, free agents and then compiled uh, an offensive team. And I was like, well, what, are all the, uh, what about the defensive guys, too? And th- this is this is what it is. So here you go. This is the um, – these are, these are all currently available players in the NFL. Uh, we'll start with Field's offensive team, and then we'll get into the defensive side of this thing. Cam Newton, a quarterback. Uh, obviously, there's others, but he's he's the the big one that's still out there. At running back, Devonta Freeman and Lamar Miller. Wide receiver, Taylor Gabriel, Paul Richardson, and Antonio Brown. Delaney Walker at the tight end spot. On the offensive line, Jason Peters. Thank you very much, Jason Peters and Cordy Glenn uh, as their as your tackles. Ronald Leary and Josh Klein at the guard spot, and then Justin Britt available surprisingly as a center. Obviously, he's a you know an All Pro center for a number number of years, both the Seahawks and the uh, New Orleans Saints. Yep. To me, the weakest part of this team is the wide receiver spot. I realize the Antonio Brown caveat is one. I don't really consider Antonio Brown a free agent. I mean, he is, but he's he's out of the league, right? I mean, he's I, I don't I don't see a path oh, for his return. So, but I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, don't he know. is a free agent. So, in the letter if, of the law, this works for this. But. Yeah, I mean, if he could prove to people that he had gained some form of mental stability and or would just shut his mouth. I think that he would be a coveted player. I think he can still play. Well, of course he can play. And the thing about Antonio Brown is there's a lot of distractions, but also the guy is, he's a great guy to have on your team with the exception of all the Instagram stories. You know what I mean? Because he is unbelievable. I mean, he's a legendary worker. Right. I mean, that's why he became one, the greatest receiver of his generation as a six-round pick. Right. I mean, who who nobody just goes out there and does it from a football standpoint like AB. That is that is for sure. And so I just wonder if a little time away. I don't know. I mean, I guess you can never say never. There's been a lot of guys that are a lot worse than than just uh, getting arguments well, with their general manager if, and if, they still got to. If back we in the take NFL. Antonio Brown at face value just from a football standpoint, even today, even a year removed from playing, uh, I. The, that adds tremendously to your wide receiver group. I also think the running back group is a little light. I mean, when you talk about Devonta Freeman, Lamar Miller, two guys who have been fairly productive. Devonta Freeman had a, a very high watermark, but by and large, I think you're you're below average with those two guys at this point in time. That said, this this team will score some points. Like they they will if if you put this team on the football field right here, you will win 
you will win some football games in terms of just the offensive group that's there, it seems to me. Uh, I think Delaney Walker, I know that he's older and has a a, a bit of a hit injury history at this point. And he's coming off a bad injury yeah. last year. Yeah. But he's, I mean, he's been as good as it could get. Not not as good as it could get, but he's oh, been yeah, an he's outstanding one, he's tight five end. or six best tight ends yeah. in the league for yeah. sure. No, I love Delaney Walker. Uh, the old he also got a car wreck about a month ago as well. Did you hear that? No. So the, he See, maybe I did. But he just... appears on. It said that he was uninjured. I haven't. This is from three weeks ago. There's no follow up from that though. Um, but I mean that's a big loss for the Titans. I I think a lot of these guys can still play though. It's funny that you mentioned Devonta Freeman and Lamar Miller probably being past their their best days. Um, but that's the thing is if you have this exact team, you could just sign a couple undrafted free agent rookie guys. Just throw them back there. Just let them go running back well, by committee, course. right? I mean, you would need another, uh, what, 42 guys to go with these 11 on the offense. Speaking of, how about the 11 on the defense? Jadavion Clowney, Everson Griffin. I mean, that that defensive end pairing would be top five in the NFL right now like, yeah, if yeah. they were put together. That's that's. That's a strong. That's a strong available waiver wire uh, for the NFL. Then you on the interior snacks Harrison and Mike Daniels. Again, where's Mike Daniels at at this point in his career? But he's a Pro Bowl nose, and uh, and he's certainly you know knows what he's doing. Clay Matthews, Marcus Golden, outside linebacker. Nigel Bradham, Alec Ogletree at inside linebacker. Then Logan Ryan, who was just recently parting company with the Tennessee Titans. I don't know the specifics of why that isn't there, but he he's going to be on a team. I mean, he's a, an outstanding cornerback. And then Prince of Mucamara. Safeties, how's Eric Reed and Tony Jefferson grab you? So again, this is like a, a pretty much a who's who on the defensive side in a lot of ways as well. Obviously, a lot of the veteran guys, and this is all comes, as I told you before the show started, if you actually fielded this team, I think you would be about 80% over the salary cap when it was all said and done in terms of signing them. So the value certainly isn't there. But when you just talk about the football side and the talent, there's a lot of guys who would be impact players in the NFL, and I think will still be this this season, that are available here on the 8th of May Two weeks after the draft has been done, you know, and and it kind of starts to get like, well, 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 what's what's going on here? You know, where's why is the phone not ringing? There's so much made of the guaranteed money that offensive skill players, particularly quarterbacks, get. I, I don't think there's enough made of. There's just always so many guys that are that have that have great years or a couple great years in a row that then sign extensions that have no guaranteed money, and then they never get paid. Like Snacks Harrison, he's a two-time All-Pro for the New York Giants. Yeah, He's voted top 100 players in the league two years in a row. I mean, he's one of the best true noses in the, in the entire NFL. And he signed that one-year $12 million extension with the Lions after last season, and they got cut. No guaranteed money. Never gives. He's never going to get paid. He's never. He, he'll. He's never made more than a million dollars in yeah, a season in his yeah, career. It's crazy. And now that that now that he got cut, he's going to take probably half that. So he'll get the one payday where he makes five six mil, but he's still never going to get that twelve million dollar deal that he signed. Alec Ogletree is another guy like that. You know, Ogletree's been a really good player, and he signed with the Giants, and then he uh, he's he on a four year deal, and then halfway through it, boom. Cut. You know, you you mentioned the the salary side of this, and I also think this is something that just goes so undersold. First of all, there's there's a lot of ways to 
uh, cook the books in the NFL. And obviously, when you talk about book cooking, it implies that there's something untoward or illegal or whatever. I'm just saying there's a lot of ways to pay guys where the money falls in certain years or where, you know, it doesn't have the cap pit that you need, you know, so that you can do different things and manipulate it. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of the most obvious things is the signing bonus. You have, you're flush with cash in one year. So a $90 million contract is still that, but $30 million of that was payable on the day that you signed it. And so now a third of that contract is already off the books, so to speak, from the from the salary cap standpoint, uh, you know, going forward on years, especially with quarterbacks. But the other thing that I think that people don't notice enough is how much, by percentage, there is between the guarantee and the the total possible amount of money on a contract for quarterbacks in relation to other positions. I think inside linebackers certainly have incentivized contracts in ways and you know pro bowls and all pro and that kind of stuff there's different stuff in there but i am I'm, I'm making this number up okay but i'm i i my feel is that you know it, a, a linebacker signing a, a contract is probably on the 75 to 80% of the money that is in the contract is guaranteed where we've seen Andy Dalton sign a contract that was 30%. You're like, Andy Dalton got $100 million? No, he didn't. He did not get $100 million. Now, how much of that he did make? Because I think he, he certainly did get some of the incentives that he had coming to him. And he was a Pro Bowl quarterback. And what did that get him? I don't know. But the point is, is the, the number with the quarterback that you'll see is so far out of whack, it feels like, with what the rest of you know the positions are in the in the scope of having fifty three people on a roster that you got to pay, and in some cases it is that because there are some guys who are doing, you know, high twenty million dollars every single year guaranteed for several years in a row. Okay, the Aaron Rodgers, the Russell Wilsons, and so on, or in the case of Tom Brady, thirty plus uh, a year for the next two years. But there's a lot of guys in there who sign hundred, hundred and fifteen, hundred twenty million dollar deals, which half of that is guaranteed. Still a ton of money. Okay. But it's also not just quite as gaudy, especially in relationship to other positions and other contracts, as I think that it feels like it is sometimes. It's true. It, it's absolutely true. Going through this, though, I actually wonder if you could have afford this team. It all depends on how much you're going to pay Cam Newton. But I do think you could pay a lot of these guys a lot less than market value for a variety of reasons. Jadavion Clowney healthy is is a lot more expensive than what he is right now. Is he not healthy? I mean, he's healthy. He just has such an injury history, though, right? I think that that's just his rep, is can he stay healthy? Sure. I mean, Delaney Walker has the same thing going on. Sure. I mean, he's another guy that didn't didn't get paid. He actually he got a lot of guaranteed money in that extension that yeah. the Titans gave him. But there's a lot of guys like Clay Matthews is far more famous at this point than what his is. ability exactly. is right now, right? Exactly. So. And a lot. Of, I mean, Eric Reed, Alec Ogletree, I mean, those are like a million dollar guys, you know. Mike Daniels. I mean, I think he already even was that in Green Bay the last time he was there too. The running backs would be cheap. I think it's all about Cam Newton. I mean, Jason Peters. But Jason Peters is 38 years old, so we'll see. But I got a question for you, though. Okay. Say So regardless if you can afford this team or not, let's say you could. Yeah. Could this team win a division? No. Could this team win the wild card, win one of the wild card spots? Probably not. Like, I actually think 
if you're going to let me pick my division, it's easier to win a division than to win, to get a wild card. Like True. usually, the number four seed is worse than both the wild card teams, or right. even in, I guess we're going, or, or we're there, right? It's three wild card teams now this year officially, right? So, you know, maybe if you say a third wild card team, I'd say there's potential. Like if you put this team in, I would say the AFC, the NFC East, is that still the worst division of football? It certainly was last year. Is it the worst this year? Eh, the Giants in Washington are still not. I don't think you they're said there. The NFC East. The NFC East is not the worst division in football because the Cowboys and the Eagles are both good. Well, I mean, I guess so. But the the division winner the last AFC, year was eight and eight, right? The AFC. Yeah, but that's more indicative of parity, isn't it? No, not last year. These were bad football teams. I mean, the Eagles way underperformed and the Cowboys way underperformed. And I know that everybody's high. I, I like the Cowboys this year, too. New coach, you know, nice draft, get some people. Okay, so, like, I, I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to be bad, but I'm saying that they had – they underperformed their talent considerably the last couple of seasons, frankly, and certainly last year. And the, the NFC East was, period, the worst foot league in football last year, the worst division. Is the NFC East better than the AFC East? No. It's 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 I think the NFC East is better than it was a year ago. The AFC East I think is the same as it was a year ago because the the Patriots are worse but not bad and I think the Bills are potentially legit. No, they are legit. And I mean they made the playoffs last year, right? And and everybody thinks that Miami and Tua are on the come up too. So, you know, do with that what you will, but I I, I think the AFC East is is better marginally than the NFC East. Anybody that wants to listen to a really good podcast about analyzing this year's quarterback class, listen to the Ryan Rosillo with Trent Dilfer. Mm. Trent, Trent Dilfer broke down every single snap of all three, Justin Herbert, uh, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, and Joe Burrow. And uh, really interesting analysis, really good commentary. I thought his, his analogy, he had a several really good analogies, but his analogy of, he said... You got this S500 class Mercedes, right? It's a beautiful car. Anybody in the world would love to own it. Awesome automobile. Steady, reliable, fancy, luxurious, all of it. That's Joe Burrow. But he said that Tua Tagovailoa, that's the Maserati. That's the Ferrari. That's what has all the horsepower, all the juice. And Dilfer talked about the, the question is, is the piston going to shoot out the bottom? Yeah, the yeah, no doubt. No doubt. But I mean, Dilfer talked about how he spent, I don't know, I don't know when this was or, or what the connection was, but he mentioned that he spent five years with Dan Marino. Yeah, you said that. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where those, where that path crossing happened. Me neither. But regardless, he said that the only guy he's ever seen with a rival arm to Dan Marino is to a talk about Lowe. So that, I'm going to say this. Interesting. I, I think a lot of being, a lot of the perception of being a great analyst is your communication and your ability to convey information. Mm-hmm. Certainly Trent Dilfer has that, but for my money, he's as good as it gets, man. I, 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 great. I love listening to Trent Dilfer talk football. I love listening to a lot of guys uh, uh, who were maybe not as great a players who's 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 doing it right now he was the backup for the Colts for a long time and then started for the Colts for a little while but he's he's been doing analysis on ESPN all over the place the floor no I'll 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 come back to it uh it'll 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 come to me here in a little bit but there's a there's a number of guys 
who Matt, even Matt Hasselbeck, I mean, Hasselbeck went to, you know, a Super Bowl, was a Pro Bowl quarterback for a couple of years, but he's not like he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. You know what I mean? He was a solid NFL quarterback. Dan Orlovsky? Orlovsky. Yeah. Dan Orlovsky, Trent Dilver. A lot of time, the guys that were not the best players. Yeah overcame what they didn't have physically upstairs. And then when they put that out there for you and you go, wow, this dude was in the NFL for a reason for 15 seasons. No question. This dude was, you know, doing what he did. And, and but also I, I guys like that, also like guys like that can have less ego. Mm. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley are funny, but they're bad analysts. Like, that, like, the, like just the the, an, the the analysis of oh he's not as good as me. I mean, like what? Like that's all Shaq ever says. <laughs> These guys couldn't stop me. It's so true. It's like man, I don't. I get it's it. The best. It's the best studio sports show that there's ever been, and also it's probably the least actually informative in of the basketball right. side as there as there could be. So the guys that are the backup quarterbacks like they watched the football. They have they can not have the ego. Yeah. They can be like they can they can actually admire people and yeah. and and talk them up. So anyway, I I, I actually will listen to that podcast because it, I, it's really I mean, good. I like Another too. interesting comment that I didn't realize either and this is a total side note, but did you realize that Joe Burrow was the two-time Mr. Ohio in basketball? Yeah. 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 I watched I watched them play it. So they do the thing at the bowl game where the teams come together, and if you're playing at the Rose Bowl, everybody goes to Disneyland, and you have a, a you know a, a go kart race or you know whatever it is, or you know if you're in Florida, you're doing the thing. Anyway, I don't know what it was, but the, but uh, LSU, and actually it wasn't it wasn't uh, who did they play in the national championship? Clemson. Yeah, but who do they play in the sem- Oh, it was Oklahoma. That's right. who it was. So they it was and them Joe and the Burrow Sooners. Threw touchdowns in the first half, and they did a thing. And Burrow goes, "Yeah, I haven't touched the basketball in five years." But it was like a shooting contest, and he was like nine of ten from three. Just, I mean, and it's not like being the two-time Mister Basketball in Montana or something. Like Ohio is one of the basketball hotbeds. Well, and it's it's. I mean, it's obviously um, Cincinnati and Cleveland are the second and third most populous cities in Ohio. Right. Columbus, which Columbus, don't even have right. a well, they have the Blue Jackets in the NHL, but right. that's actually the biggest city in Ohio. There's a lot of people there. So anyway, yeah, Joe Burrow, dude, he's he he is good. I think that's a great analogy, though. He's the Mercedes. The question is, will the will the Lamborghini last for you the way the Mercedes will? And that is a a major question, no doubt. I think that the, the, to put a bow on this thing, this is an interesting time for these free agents because I think that right. there's a lot of guys that are really good. And I think if you had any injury history. Or you've had any personality uh, conflicts, then it's 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 harder right now for these guys to get a job. It's two tell Nuanas, one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. Next, if you're preparing to retire, should you just retire? At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping customers and communities connected online. In fact, we executed our own business continuity plan, quickly mobilizing to keep our communities online with the service and experience they need. You need to stay connected, too, and we can help. From home internet to remote workforce deployments, contact Blackfoot to learn how we can help you stay connected today and in the future. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more.
You ever get into ska, Coulter? Oh, yeah, dude. I, I was in a, a, a band. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, can, your, I can play this song. Playing your sax? I can play this song on the saxophone. Love it. Yeah, dude. I uh, we were I was in jazz band, at big skies, and concert band. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you, what do you, you ever you ever pick it up and still wet your whistle a little bit or what, dude? So my tooth issue, yeah, has been very detrimental to my saxophone playing. See, you don't need the sax. You just you, let her rip. You just whistle it right. right out well, of sure, but like you roll your lip underneath to play a woodwind like that. But when I this tooth like was in off, front of your teeth or over your teeth, like over your teeth. No one else can see you but me. I know, so I know. You might so, as well so, yeah, your, your lip, you put your lip like over your teeth, and then you use that lip muscle there to vibrate the reed. Oh, interesting. And uh, But when this tooth was, you know, as you know, a long saga, but it was yeah. hanging on for dear life when it was a real tooth, and it was hanging on for dear life when it was a bridge, and then I didn't have a tooth, and so then that made it uncomfortable. So I don't know. I, it's one of my things. I need to get back into it because, honestly, I, I mean. You have a saxophone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Okay. I do, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I. I mean, it was it was probably my greatest talent as a kid. Well, I want to hear it, man. I want you to pick the thing back. Yeah, I mean, up. I, I, I want I you got, to play a couple of bars. I got superiors at the uh, at the Northwest Regional Music Festival multiple years in a row. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, I know I need to get back into it. It's it's just so hard. I was never one that really liked to play solo, though. Well, I don't care. I can't play, so you, I can't help you. you know? uh, yeah, it was also cool because it has a lot of community-oriented bands that you can join. I, mm. I actually might want to get involved in like the the community symphonic like band that. or something. I yeah. saw a deal when this whole thing started where uh, the Missoula—I don't know if it was the Missoula Symphony or, or or some you know conglomeration of of musicians who were clearly had been together, you know, had worked and performed together, mm-hmm. did a did a Zoom concert, basically, all on their own. And I got to think, I mean, there's, like, delays on the thing, so mm-hmm. I don't know how you get it, like, where you can play together or if everybody just played their own thing and sent it in and then they they, they sort of put it together. That would take some talent. Oh, you kidding me? Hey, did you watch, do you, you know who Her is? Her, the artist? She's the gal, she's always wearing oh, giant sure. round glasses and, and is, like, so unbelievable like on, on all the she's playing everything piano guitar all of it anyway on the third day of the draft you know they had a couple of these sort of like built-in concerts within the flow of everything that was going on and she did a song with several other people and i don't know how they recorded that thing superb unbelievable and i've been looking for it on youtube i can't find it fortunately i recorded the draft so i can go back and re- that's the, the only thing i'm re-watching in the draft to go back and play that now the kids are singing so they're loving good. it oh yeah good to tell new one is 1029 espn radio at gus to tell you're looking for me on twitter at 1029 espn and at skyline sports mt if you are interested in the news and information on the sports side of thing around the big sky conference uh coulter saw this today and 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 I don't know. It's sort of. It just seems odd the timing of it. Philip Rivers uh, is going to be a high school coach after he uh, retires. Uh, I I didn't see where. I assume San Diego, Southern California, somewhere. But who? I, I don't know. It could be could be somewhere else. Uh, it is not particularly surprising to me that a guy like him would go. A, into, it's Alabama, actually. Oh, in Alabama. Okay. Would would go into that line of work. Uh, obviously, the offer is a standing offer, and whoever the coach is now is on the interim basis until and when Philip Rivers retires. Uh, and so, uh, all right, I I don't understand. He's from Alabama, by the way. 
I mean, you could have guessed. That does not surprise At me all. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand wh- wh- where this comes from now. I mean, I guess people looking for news, and so this gets out there. Maybe this is something that has happened before, but nobody really cared because other stuff was going on, and now you're like, and this is not a big deal at all, by the way. I mean, you tease this thing like, should he retire or whatever? You know, no, like you you already know that you want to go to Alabama and you want to be a, a high school football coach. Good for you. You should be, for crying out loud. If anybody, you should, Phil Rivers should be. But also, like you're playing football for the Indianapolis Colts, how is it that you went about trying to line up, you know, where you were going to go? And not to say that he's been out there like hunting for jobs, probably not that hard for him to find one of these, I would think. But I don't know. It's just sort of like, but I mean, it, we, we don't even know that this is his last year, right? And so then right. you sit here and you go, well, what what's going on? Like, if you already know what you're doing, well, are you leaving this team in a lurch? If you think you're going to go try and go two or three more? I mean, I bet you it has something to do with his family, right? Well, of course. They live in California forever, and now he's going to move to Indianapolis, but he probably just doesn't want to move his... How many kids does he have? 17? I mean, he's got all the kids. I, yeah, I think I think Seven or eight? Seven or eight, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I bet you he just was like, hey, we're going to move home to Alabama, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to go work in Indianapolis for one or two or three years, mm-hmm. and then... This is where we're going to live. We're going to make our home here, and I'm going to be the high school football coach. So I'm sure it had something to do with moving his family out of California. Sure. Right? And, and, I mean, you can have all the plans in the world, like, hey, we're going to move to Alabama when I retire, and that's what we're going to do. And, uh, of course, plenty <laughs> of guys have that. But I, I don't know the idea that – like, you could say, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd really like to be a high school football coach as opposed to this, which is I've got a job right. as a high, at a, here at this place as a high school football coach at some point in the future when I retire. But it does make it – not that – I'm. Not, I guess I'm not surprised that Philip Rivers is still playing football, but I. It, the idea that he is going to be like a a major step up from Jacoby Brissett for the Indianapolis Colts is unclear to me. I mean, I, I, I just they have a great offensive line. Maybe that's what he needs at this point in his career because you know he knows what he's doing. He's as smart with football as a guy could possibly be, but the arm strength has never really been his calling card anyway, and that has clearly waned. At, as such, and he threw what the second or third most interceptions. You know, for a long time with the Chargers, it was Philip Rivers just pulling his team to within inches and still then losing. Right. And with this team, which was a pretty good team with the Chargers in a lot of respects, it felt like they were there and in the process of trying to win, and it was Philip Rivers who was finding the other team in some pretty clutch situations to lose the game for him. The result, obviously, the same, but. I don't know. I mean, it's not clear to me that that this is just a major step in the right direction somehow for Indianapolis. But regardless of all that, nobody said, hey, you know, this is it for me. This is my last ride. You know, this happens in the NBA a lot, right? Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, this stuff happens. But NFL, you don't don't have a lot of guys who go, yep, this will be it for me. Ahead of time, right? They usually get the decision made for them. But maybe this is maybe this is a case of something like that. So I have a question for you. Okay. Just uh, this is by no means a comprehensive list, yeah. but um, just from a quick perusal of the internet, sure. Uh, I found that was soon to be Philip Rivers, high school head coach, but also uh, Willie McGinnis, Kurt Warner, David Carr, mm-hmm. John Kitna. Oh yeah, uh, Tacoma. Antonio Pierce was, yep. but now is on um, Herm Edwards. Who, who are These school? are guys, all high school head coaches. Jeff Saturday, Brett Favre. 
I don't know if he was a head coach. He's not a head coach. He's just a volunteer coach. But I'm talking about guys that are like head coaches. Okay, yeah. So, uh, of the, I mean, of those guys, or someone that you could just think of off the top of your head, who would be the most fun NFL player to play for as a high school head football coach? This is Man. funny because our good buddy Jason Bocci, who shoots photos for me during football season yep. during Sky and, at Sky and Sports, he's from Morgantown, West Virginia. His high school football coach, Jeff Hostetler. <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. I don't think Hostetler would be all that high on my list. I just don't know enough about Hostetler to... Uh... Well, according to Jason, he is a... Uh, very intense individual. Right. So probably not Jeff. If fun is the name of the game. Yeah. Man, that's that's interesting. Like a guy like Antonio Pierce, especially at a school like Long Beach Poly, which actually we have a Missoula connection with that. Jeremy and Justin Calhoun came from Long Beach Poly. And they both played for Antonio Pierce. And they did play yep. for Antonio Pierce, oh, yeah. Right. Yep. I mean, I think he... Uh, I think that that's a pretty good one. I mean, he would be pretty fun to play with, especially if you're from that area. Uh, he just—he seems like a great fit for that. But I, I mean, I have think you ever they, met John Kitna? Have you run into Kitna? I haven't, because you know Kitna's a Central Washington guy, and he used to host the John Kitna Classic at Sincadia, the yeah. resort there that's on yep. the uh, on the way to Snoqualmie Pass. Mm-hmm. So I played golf with him a couple times, and uh, great dude. I think he would be a really fun guy to play for too. I, I, I mean. I think John Kitna, you know, he's a guy who's just feels like he's got all his priorities straight in terms of like he's he's not just coaching, he's also a teacher or at least has been right. like a math teacher in high school. Right. And it's not like he needs to be presumably, right? But you know, you want to do something, but a lot of these guys go into coaching because it's the sport and they do the thing, but he's like, you know, at PTA meetings and stuff, you know, John Kitna. Uh I got one for you. I I don't know if this would ever happen, but I would I would uh I would re-enroll in high school and and walk on <laughs> to play for Vince Wilfork. <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, I was also thinking about my boy John Randall. Well, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, John Randall like on the interview side and like the away from the game side is like the most fun, funny, gregarious guy you could be around, but uh the face paint comes on and it's uh there's a little bit of a, a switch that gets flipped there, and I don't know, you know, can he can he can he deal with it on on the side? I guess. The Imagine guy, the team barbecues if Vince Wilfork oh, was the guy. Come on, you kidding? You and I were down at the meat shop earlier today. They just sell it out. They only let three people inside at once. There's only one Vince Wilfork walking into that meat shop, Sit. buying it all. Sit. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, exactly how that would go i i think it would be here's the thing like you want to play for somebody who they all these guys obviously know the game as such right but i don't know it's interesting to me guys who really truly are students of the game and then you know you learn the offense in virtue of playing on the defense or something like that you know guys who really get into it and 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 dial in and also how much of that do you really want to or need to should you convey to high schoolers like where's the where's the right level to find with all that i think a lot of being a high school coach is so much more about your interaction like your level of enthusiasm your level of expectation you know getting better in a lot of you know smaller ways but also engaging with you know these kids and i think that that if you can do that you could be a successful coach regardless of of uh, you know where you played or didn't play or whatever. And then, of course, you got to have some schematics in there, too. Deion Sanders is the offensive coordinator at Trinity Christian in Cedar Hills, Texas. Last on my list. <laughs> yeah, because what Never, is it? Like, what, what, what can he teach you? I can run backwards still faster than you can run forward. Okay. 
Mike Singletary is also a head coach in Texas. That would be, uh, if you had the right personality, would be phenomenal, but it would be just miserable if if you didn't. I just think, can you imagine how, I mean, Mike Singletary is one of the most intense individuals that there is. Can you imagine him with kids? Yep. I mean, he was scaring NFL <laughs> players. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, he made Vernon Davis almost quit. Here's the thing. I think that some guys, if they leave the NFL and they go to the high school level, the hope is, and if they're coming at it in this way, I think it can be really good, that you get to keep the thing that you love, which is the sport and the game, and maybe a certain return to innocence with yeah. high schoolers without all the extrinsic and the stress and the grind. And a lot of guys talk about how they're motivated by fear. Like, I didn't know if I was going to have my job tomorrow. You know, and I got this this thing, you know, that's that's going on. We've had multiple NFL guys on this team who have said, you know, the thing that people don't appreciate is just how much you don't have a job and how how much of a grind it is just to stay employed this week to stay on the football team. You know, and and to not have that and, and a certain sort of full circle return to just the fun of it while also presumably being the work of it and the, you know, the physicality of all the things that football is. You know, I think I, I think a lot of guys that get to that level could love going back. Now, if they go, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring the NFL to the high school level. I think you could get into some problems. No doubt. Well, that's almost how it is, though, in the, in the Texas metropolitan area. Right. Well, I think there's some high school coaches who are like, no, no, no. You think this is high school football? This is weird. This, we're, this is what we're doing. And, you know, okay. You know, that's... I'm not saying there aren't like AAU high school basketball, right? Is and is necessarily a we're not here for fun, right? We're here to to see who the best is, and it's cutthroat in that respect. Now that doesn't mean that that isn't fun. That the basketball playing it isn't fun, but this isn't about quote unquote building character, building you know a foundation for growth as a whole person or something like that. And I'm not saying it should be high school feels like it should be to me. The, the uh, salaries of some of these guys is the most amazing thing. When you look at them, I mean, you're, you're talking the high school coaches, Texas high school coaches. Oh, there's dozens of guys that are making more money than the two head football coaches in the state of Montana, at least in terms of their base salary. Yeah. We're talking about $200,000 a year salaries to coach at like Allen, Texas and like Trinity high school and Ulysses and, you know, Dallas Carter, talking big time money. I mean, these guys, it's, they're treating it almost exactly like a college position and the amount of work that you have to put in. I mean, have you ever been to one of those Texas high school football stadiums? Oh, to, well, no, I've never been to one personally. I have seen, Several of them. So U.S. Trinity, U.S. Texas is is uh, a suburb of Dallas, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, it is the it is the largest per capita congregation of Tongan people in the United States. And U.S. Trinity has become famous because not only have they won multiple da- uh, Texas six A state championships in Texas, but also remember the Madden video game commercial with the team that's in the, the all black jerseys doing the haka dance. Yeah. That's Euless Trinity. Yeah. Well, that's where Denarius McGee, Montana, former Montana State quarterback, went to high school. And then he opened up a pipeline from there. And Trey Robinson, who was an all-league running back for the Cats, and um, a variety of other players. They had about half a dozen. Uh, now nah, I'm Oyakiola, former captain. But about half a dozen Trinity guys on uh, a team. So when they went down to Sam Houston State to play in the 2012 
uh, quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs, myself and a photographer, when I, this is when I was working at the Bozeman Daily Chronicle, we went down a couple days early so that we could go check out U.S. Trinity, and then we went to a game, and we got to sit down in Steve Lineweaver's office. Steve Lineweaver is a Texas high school football legend. I think he was the highest-paid coach in the entire state of Texas at the time. But, I mean, his office is on – it's nicer than the – I'll be frank. It's nicer than the two co- coaches in the state of Montana. But then we got to go to a game, and, I mean, it's it's on par with Bobcat Stadium. It's not quite Washington Grizz, but, it, I mean, it, it's ridiculous. The, I mean, they're, they're drawing like 18,000, 20,000 people for high school games. You've been to Dallas a number I of have. times. A couple times, yeah. If you lived in Dallas? <laughs> I think I would last 24 hours before I spontaneously combusted. You're probably looking for something to do on a Friday. That's, and it's probably uh, that's high true. school football. Like oh, that, oh I, I mean, you don't got to tell me. If I lived there, I would go all the time. I mean, you're talking about every single guy on the field is a D1 guy. If you love heat and cement, Dallas is for you. <laughs> it's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Quick break. We live in Missoula, Montana. You know what's for us? Carol and the chick who doesn't know sports. Next. At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping customers and communities connected online. In fact, we executed our own business continuity plan, quickly mobilizing to keep our communities online with the service and experience they need. You need to stay connected, too, and we can help. From home internet to remote workforce deployments, contact Blackfoot to learn how we can help you stay connected today and in the future. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more. Little Modest Mouse. Yours isn't. Now it is. It's mm. Two-Tail and Iwanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Everybody out there cruising around on a Friday, thanks for letting Coulter and myself escort you into your weekend. We appreciate each and every one of you out there in the world. And, uh, you know, we're happy that you're letting us be with you here on a, on a fine Friday afternoon. It is time for our weekly segment that we like to... Uh, with our friend Carolyn, who is not much of a sports fan, hence the name of the segment, the chick who does no sports. We do it every Friday right about this time. We're doing it again for you now because, you know, we want to have a little bit of fun. Here you go. It's Friday. If you like this show, what you do because you're listening, then you know what time it is. Our Friday staple with Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, presented by the Iron Grizz. Hello, Carolyn. How are you? Hello. It's sunny out. I'm great. Well, we're, we're, we're happy that, that, that the weather, you know, is good, and so your mood is good. It's unfortunate that your mood is pegged to the weather over which you have no control. But in any case, you know, I'm glad you're happy. How has your week been as it pertains to sports and what you don't know about sports, particularly with not a lot of sports things going on, although some stuff has happened? Um, you know, I am, I am great sports. You know, I, I'm going to say something guys, sports are really important. And, um, I'm realizing this in this quarantine and this shutdown, just how important sports are to everybody. 
And um, I'm really sorry, everybody, that this is going on. It's it's uh, it's rough. That's a it's very rough. it's a true statement, and yet still remarkable coming from you. Because I mean, all the reruns of all like the Gilmore Girls and the Kardashians, I think, are still available. So you should be just fine. You know, it's more empathy for my my right. fellow that love sports and and what sports uh do for them and also just in general like when you realize how i mean just how widespread this whole thing is i mean down to my kids soccer season you know and and so i've had time to reflect and um i have a whole new appreciation for all the games so are you going to be watching the nba finals as soon as they come back on the tv with us you know, I might. I just might. We'll see. Are the 1993 Bulls playing in them? No. Uh, Sunday night, though, I think there's going to be a couple of more episodes, seven and eight, of uh, yeah. Chicago Bulls. And it's been building because now we're going to see Michael Jordan retiring for the first time, going to play baseball, all a bunch of stuff. So I'm looking forward to this. But anyway, this is your segment. Don't let me steer the ship. You tell me, what do you want to talk about? Well, let's just, since you brought up MJ, or as I like to call him, Air. Air. <laughs> um, <laughs> his, one of his used Bulls uniform is going up on the block, for, uh, and it's expected to get $250,000. Well, it might, but not from me. No, and not from me. But that's insane to me. I mean, you know. Yes and no. Here's the thing. It's, it is insane for like, you know, a piece of clothing, no matter who wore it, that, that it would cost, you know, that people would be willing to pay that much. But also the reality is if you're, if somebody's willing to pay for it, you know, at that price now, likely somebody will be willing to pay that price and more later. So as a matter of just like financial investment, it's probably, you know, you could do worse. Do you think we should pool our money and buy it? Well, yes, I would love to pool my $50, Coulter's $50, and your $249,900. I can't do that. I was thinking we could all put in 50 and maybe start a GoFundMe. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, I'm with that. Think about it. Think about it. Sure. Darren, um, Darren Ravel, who does uh, financial analysis for Sports Illustrated, he always tweets about memorabilia stuff. He's been tweeting recently about how over the top and, and how much the Michael Jordan memorabilia stuff has exploded. And so, for example, last week, a 1990 NBA hoops card of Sam Vincent, who I don't know who that is. I don't think anybody knows who that is, sold for $98. Why? Because it features a picture of Michael Jordan standing underneath Sam Vincent wearing a number 12 jersey. It was the only time Michael Jordan ever wore number 12. Somehow they forgot uh, his – oh, actually, it sounds like his uh, 23 was stolen on Valentine's Day of 1990. That's a story. Man, happy <laughs> so, Valentine's Day. But this I'm going to investigate that for next week. So this card, though, uh, has Michael Jordan in that. And so the fervor is to the point where people are buying things that have pictures of Jordan that aren't even of Jordan. Crazy. Dear friend Robert Chase over at the trail, who also shares a history in the city of Chicago with uh, you, Carolyn, uh, yeah. 
had a signed Michael Jordan poster. And I don't recall if it was stolen out of his car or if the car was stolen with it in it. But in any case, it was taken uh, quite a quite a while ago. And uh, with it, Robert's retirement as of right now. And you know who else he had signed on that? It was uh, Scotty Pippen, I think, and Dennis Rodman, I think. I know he, it's a great story. I highly recommend he come on and tell it. Um, but I feel like it was like a lot of the players on that team signed it. It wasn't just Michael Jordan. So it was like, amazingly, it was just, and the story of how he got all the signatures is great too. We'll, uh, we'll see. We will effort Robert Chase for the, uh, for the show at a later date. I think you should. All right. Um, I have some really bad news about LeBron James. He is not the stand-up guy. I'm sorry. He is allegedly not the stand-up guy that I thought he was. Oh, boy. There is a young lady who claims... You can't just like everybody, huh? We got to find something on everybody now? Listen, this isn't my fault. Um, do you guys know who Nick Vanette is from the Broncos? Yes, Nick Vanette. Nick Vanette. That's what I meant. Um, his wife is friends with the gal, well, not anymore, and claims this gal's been hooking up with LeBron James, and it just kind of came out over the last couple days. And uh, to say I'm disappointed is an understatement. Well, you can be disappointed if you'd like to be. It's alleged from a third party, an indirect, you know, however many phone tags we got to go through here so that TMZ has a story to write. You know, there are other websites in the world, Carolyn, that you can, you can effort, you know, you can traffic other places to find things. Um, this was all over the World Wide Web. It wasn't oh, just something. So let's relax and not diss my favorite website, okay? Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> LeBron is staying silent about this, and um, I hope it's not true because I, I like him and I feel like he's a family guy, and it would be like it would be the equivalent of Steph finding this out about Steph Curry, my little buddy, Steph. Yeah, I don't know that it would be quite the equivalent, but. If you feel that way, then, you know, that's, those are your emotions that are tied to whether the sun is shining or not. And I, I, uh, I do not judge you for those at all. Well, I'll work through this and, um, hopefully I'll come out the other side. Thank you, Carolyn. Very good. Um, the XFL is looking for a buyer. Are we going to buy that too? If you're interested, um, they claim that they were set to generate $46 million, um, they thought they would have about 20,000 attendees per game. Um, I, I don't know what happened. I just, I mean, besides COVID, I guess. But is that why they failed? Or is it just because it's the NFL? No, it's, it's uh, the virus. Uh, well, and it might also be because it's the XFL. But, yes, it was, uh, you know, not ideal timing for a startup league the second time around. Well, if, um, if you've got some... If you want to take that 50 bucks you were going to buy, you know, Michael Jordan's uniform with and put it towards the XFL, you could be rolling in it. Man, if I had $50 million, I would much sooner buy Jordan's jersey than the XFL. I think that I was just going to say, what would you invest in first? For sure. Jordan's jersey. No okay. doubt. All right. Noted. Um, and South Carolina – 
is developing plans to have socially social distance football games. Have you heard about this? No. Tell us more. So they want to try and start events and, and football in the fall and, and try and put they, – they've they're working on a model to make it work or hopefully work so they can have games. But I guess the question is who would they play if no one else is playing? Uh, well, how about the University of Georgia? I mean, they're, uh, you know, bordering states and they're, uh, you know, doing the same deal down there. So maybe they uh, – you know, if Montana and Montana State play 11 games in a row, maybe you get Georgia-USC for uh, 11 games in a row. See what happens there. I just think uh, I, I hope and want and, like, would be happy, obviously, if there's football and all that kind of stuff in the fall, the way that it's, you know, it's going. But I am incredulous that you're going to be able to, like, balance this thing out. Like if you're if you're gonna do the health thing, or you know, and and that is still a major issue, and it is the decision makers and the medical community, then it seems to be like it's just no fans. Like that's the way it goes, or it seems like it's everybody. Like because I I don't see a way that you're going to like functionally social distance, even if it's like quarter capacity or whatever. You talk about bathrooms. You talk about getting in, getting out of the stadium. You talk about food. You talk about you know not allowing tailgating, but people still tailgating certainly because it's football and everything like that. I just don't think like, I mean, I just don't think it's reasonable to expect that uh, a group of some tens of thousands of people are all going to respect like what the, what the, the social distance thing is. So, you know, I, you just got to operate under that assumption. We're, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Cause I, I, it, it We've talked about this where maybe some schools are going to try it, but who are they going to be playing and how are they going to have games with people? They're not going to be able to have games with people in the stands. But now, and then, Carolyn, now just hold on a second. Coulter, you've laughed twice and said Michael Jordan wore the 12 jersey once. Are you okay? Is everything okay? Yeah, I'm just listening to you guys talk. I am just curious. I, I'm just, I just I'm wanted really... to make sure. I'm just real. I'm just really waiting for Carolyn to drop the Earl Thomas. That's what I was waiting for. Who? Exactly. <laughs> let's, not, let's not do that. <laughs> the chick who doesn't know sports is brought to us by our friends at the Iron Grizz. Uh, Coulter, tell them about the Iron Grizz. What they got going on over there as uh, things start to open back up little by little. I will, but once for one, the other one other thing I was waiting for was a recap of how the only thing in the world that could make the sports fandom of America come to Jay Cutler's defense is that woman saying all that stuff that she said earlier this week. Have you heard this, Ryan? No. So Carolyn told us all about Jay Cutler's divorce, right? She's married to Laguna Beach star Kristen, whatever. Cavalier. She so anyway, she went on the record with a bunch of people and this week and said the reason that she's divorcing Jay Cutler is that after his retirement, she finds him no longer motivated because all he wants to do is hang out at their farm in Tennessee with his three kids. And this is hilarious because Jay Cutler has had zero fans, to my knowledge, in the uh, court of public opinion. <laughs> Twitter has just completely come to Jay Cutler's defense and said, what is wrong with this woman? All this guy wants to do is hang out with his kids. And I just find it so funny 
that Jay Cutler has had no one getting his back during his entire playing career. But once this woman says he's lazy for wanting to hang out with his kids at the farm, now Jay Cutler, everybody's defending him. Well, for the record, it had nothing to do with his retirement. He's wanted to do that for the 10 years while he was playing football. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I just think that, uh, I mean, if you made 112 mil like Jay Cutler did, uh, and you want to just chill at the farm for a little while, go Maybe she wanted him out of the house because he was like such a dud. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she was just realized he was just a complete loser and it wasn't about being lazy. Just like, oh my God, I don't like this guy. He's here all the time. I don't know, man. Some of us have been staying home a lot more hours than we used to, and my wife is thrilled about it. She loves me around. I'm telling you. I bet she does. Yep, and I am just as lazy as Jay Cutler for sure. (laughs) You have a great personality. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. Well, the chick who does no sports brought to us, like Ryan said, by the Iron Grizz. The Iron Grizz is still delaying their wine tastings, but it will return once it's safe to serve wine. So stay tuned for that. We'll let you know. But in the meantime, the Iron Grizz has a new Southern Cajun menu. Chef, Chef Jesse, he, uh, he's got a new uh, several new dishes on the Iron Grizz menu, including shrimp and grits, which is six blackened shrimp, white cheddar polenta, Holy Trinity veggies, and Creole sauce. They also have a crawfish etouffee which is four ounces of peeled crawfish and some of the similar fixings, and then a sweet tea chicken platter as well. So go check out the new Cajun menu at the Iron Grizz, located at the University of Montana Golf Course on 515 South Avenue West in Missoula. Etouffee. 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 Very famous, very famous Cajun dish, yes. Etouffee. Here's one thing I would say. There's not a lot of places I can probably think of maybe one, maybe two that I would really trust in the city of Missoula to do etouffee. Iron Grizz, I would trust. No doubt. They know what they're doing. They do indeed. Carolyn, my biggest capital T, capital Y, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You have a great weekend. And don't forget, Sunday is Mother's Day. It certainly is Mother's Day. Thank you, Carolyn. Carolyn. Chicken doesn't know sports. Brought to us again by the Iron Grizz. Thanks to them for that. Hour number one in the books. Hour two straight ahead. Danny Sprinkle, head coach of the Montana State Bobcat men's basketball team, had a Zoom press conference, talked about Michael Jordan, talked about transfers. We'll talk about all of it next. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.